It is great to have you on the Family Goals podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. I'm Joel and House, and on this podcast, we want to encourage you to grow closer to God, to strengthen your marriage, and to inspire your family to reach its highest potential. Being a pastor is one of the biggest blessings of my life. It can also be really challenging. Often it feels like everyone wants something from you. That's one of the reasons that it's so refreshing when you find a trusted ministry partner, a Christ-centered, church-driven organization that's truly there to help you carry your church's mission forward. For me, Compassion International has been one of those trusted ministry partners. Hear me say this, Compassion International is much more than asking people in your church to sponsor a child. Compassion offers proven, no-cost resources to help pastors make mission and discipleship a personal priority for individuals and families in their churches. My local Compassion team is in my corner. They genuinely care about me and my church. Learn more about partnering with Compassion at Compassion.com slash Family Goals. This one's for the men. Here's how you can be the spiritual leader of your family. Check it out. At the men's conference, we, we were going to record a Family Goals podcast. Um, but I thought we'd just go ahead and do it right now. So, so we had, we had, we had 300-plus men in the room, which is super cool, by the way. Like, the whole room full of men who, yeah. are, who are basically um, wanting to grow in their faith. Um, now, some guys came with other guys, which was super cool. But if you had 300 men in a room, what would you tell them? And so I wanted us to talk about a couple different topics here with the idea of, and of course we have thousands of men who are listening to the podcast. So this yeah. is kind of cool because 300 men live, but we, we have thousands who listens to the podcast. So what advice would you give men spiritually? Like what, what advice would you give someone uh, just to help them grow in their faith? Well, I don't know if that's the same question or not. Um, I think men are challenged in a different way. Um, the Bible is very clear about men being the spiritual leader of their household, being the leader of their household. Um, one thing I've learned, and we've talked about this before, but if you don't lead, your wife will. Like most women you're around, and they're, they're, they have an innate ability to overcome and, and handle adversity and find a way to get things done. And if you don't lead, they'll get it done. Um, well, there's a leadership vacuum. Someone's going to fill it. Yeah. Someone's going to step up. And I think wives are amazing at mm -hmm. that because um, they're go-getters most of the time and get things done. But I, I think the uh, the example starts with you. The household starts with you. Um, and, and you can't lead the way – you can't lead your family unless you're learning and growing and have a relationship with God. Like your relationship, everything that you have with with God and your relationship with God is going to overflow into your family. It's going to overflow into your marriage. It's going to overflow to your kids. Like – that is the most important thing. So you got to make sure that that is something that you're prioritizing. And listen, there's a lot of different ways to do that, but church needs to be a priority. And, and if you want to step up and be a man and lead your household, you got to get your family in church, not if, ands, or buts, no excuses. You got to get your butt in the word, like not no if, ands, or buts. Like you got to get in the word. You want to hear from God? Open his word. I don't hear from God. Open his word. If you don't open his word, you ain't going to hear from him. Like, you got to do your part, right? Like you, that's an important step in the process, and um, and then you will hear from him. Like you got to get still enough to talk to him. You got to get still enough to listen to him. Those are so I would challenge them that their relationship with God starting off is that everything that overflows from that is going to be the overflow into their family, and it's going to be how your family talks to each other, how your family leads in a community, how your ha family handles adversity, all, all those things that come their way. 
I feel I was I was laughing because you were saying you got to get your butt in the word. Yeah. And I, it's like you're like a it's like you're discipling people with a coach's mentality. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like, get off your like, butt, and get in the word. Get off your butt and get in the word. <laughs> Listen, man. Like here here's the thing I'll say about our world. Like we got plenty of people that are going to come beside you and um and ask you about your feelings and talk to you to your blue in the face. We need a lot more churches and leaders. We need a lot more in your face. Hmm. We need a lot more boldness. We need a lot more like the, the, I, there's a couple of things God's been putting on my heart like because I, I do these whiteboard sessions sometimes and just trying to figure out like what I what do I want to do with our, what do we want to do with our foundation and where do we want to be like and what keeps coming back to me is like I want to show people that Jesus is cool like that's something that just genuinely starts mm -hmm. to pop up is like I want to do events and do things that'd be like it's awesome to have a relationship with God like that's a cool thing mm -hmm. and but at the same time it's awesome and it's cool but there's also some truths that are that are real, that are non-negotiables. And you can't come with your own truth. You can't come with your own feelings. Like, it is very, very clear. Like, we're going to follow this truth and we're going to follow this word. Like, and this is not something that I can bend and conform and change and shift and morph and pick and choose. And by the way, like, somebody right here that I'll do that in my life. I'll pick and choose what things are really important to me. And I was getting convicted yesterday. I was just talking to God and I was like, yeah, this isn't something that you kind of asked, Lord. This is something that you commanded. Like, and I got to do it. Yeah. So give me the strength to do it because I, I don't like doing it. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. I, I don't like that. And things you don't like, you don't typically use support and have. So, like, I like that. So it's both and. Like, Jesus is cool, and it's cool to have a relationship with him. You don't have to be a nerd or a geek. Or no. Um, but also, there's there's rules, and there's there's commands to follow, and there's a... And that's okay, it's high, man. It's a high standard. Well, it's it's a high standard, and it's something that people like. Churches want to be so welcoming right now, and 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 they want to they want you to come in. But churches are so afraid, and people are so afraid to really stand up for what they believe because they get smacked on the hand. Mm -hmm. Like you say something, and a million people come at you. Like, listen, I, I I have no different with mine. Like, I get attacked when I say certain things. I get attacked when I feel a certain way. And you got to be so careful with your verbiage and all this stuff. But like. My biggest thing is, you know, as a church, there, there are things that we got to believe in that we have to be strong in that are not negotiables, and mm -hmm. we can't justify for the world. And, and, and I think it's hard because you don't want to hurt people's feelings, and you don't want to be, you, you don't want to lead people astray, but you are leading people astray. If, you, if you're not going to found, if you're not going to stand on God's word and what's important, and if the church isn't going to stand on all these difficult topics that are going on in the world, and if they're not going to stand up to them and, and, and make a stand, then nobody's going to. Yeah, and I think people want it. So I'm trying, I'm trying to be bold. I'm trying to preach You're doing a great 40. job of it, dude. I, I think you're doing a phenomenal job of it. And when I do, I think people want it. I think people embrace it. People, people appreciate it that, hey, the church is taking a stand for biblical truth. Like Not all churches are on, doing this. I know. Not all churches are taking a stand because they don't want to lose their congregation. They don't want to lose people to, like, they're going to play the middle ground. Well, lukewarm does what? Oh, God's, God's going to spit you out of yeah, yeah, I mean, that's what lukewarm gets you. Like, yeah. we, we got to be okay. That, like, and here's the thing. Like, there, 
you are going to get discipled. They're, they're gonna, the more you disciple somebody in the word, the more that's, that's easy. Like, and that's comfortable. The more we're, like, the, 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 the LBG community stuff that, that people are going through, the, the, the more you're around it, the more it becomes normal and the more it becomes, it becomes something that's completely okay with you and completely okay with society when, like, there are definitely things that are very clearly stated to me in the Bible that, now listen, again, that doesn't give people the right to treat people like garbage. And, like, because the biggest thing we've got to do is love everybody. Mm-hmm. That, Jesus makes yep. that exceptionally clear. But also to take a stand on what this what this word says, and I think you've done a great job yeah. with that, man. I think it's been it's been inspiring to see. It. And you're right, but but people are going to get it from the world t- tons, and they're going to get discipled from the world and social media and all that stuff because something's discipling your kids, something's discipling you and the people around you. It's either going to be you and the church, or it's going to be something else. But the church has to do it, it boldly, mm-hmm. and the church has to be okay with that, like okay with ruffling feathers, okay with people being upset with them because I'm standing on the truth. Yeah. I, I, pre, I appreciate the encouragement. It, it is, it's a tough thing to speak the truth, and you want to do it in love. But because you're speaking the truth, people are saying you're not being loving, but I feel like you really are being loving by speaking the truth. Agreed. <laughs> Agreed. You know, you said, you said something a while ago with the, the husbands and fathers um, – being the spiritual leaders of the family, and you talked about how everything everything kind of flows down. When when you said that, it reminded me of the anointing of God. And one of the things I, I think about when I preach on Sundays is is I want God's favor, I want God's anointing on my life. And and what I mean by that is that His hand is on my life, and that it that God is the one who's like like the words that you hear on Sunday. I hope and pray every week for divine unction, that it's not... Unction? Unction. What is that? Is that a Mississippi word? (laughs) Or is that a biblical word? Because I ain't familiar with either. It basically means that that God is the one... It's not my words, it's God's words. So So why didn't you just say that? Why did you say divine unction? Why couldn't you just say that that it's not my words, it's God's words? That's just the the word. I don't know why I use that (laughs) word, but I use that word all the... I pray that every Sunday, and so maybe that's why I... You pray for unction? Unction. Unction. Yeah, basically fire. So so that so that when people walk away from the message, I want them saying, that message was for me. Like like God was speaking to me through that. To me, that's divine unction. Like like if you walk away from the message, like God God was speaking directly to me through that message. And my hope and prayer is that every single person feels that way. But I it's well, the, I, I can tell you, I can tell you this too, which which is a cool story. Um my brother's been in church three weeks in a row now. That's, awesome. that's the first time ever in his life. Okay. Like, it's the first time we've ever done And Well, he's bowling a church turkey. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, and he's there, and he's going to celebrate recovery, you know, several weeks in a oh, row. Oh, wow. wow. Um, you know, he's, going again, he's going again this week. Um, but, like, it's, it's cool because he's, I've been talking to him, and I've had an opportunity to talk to him now more than I have. And he was like, I just feel like I'm in the right spot. And I, and I want to encourage men to do something like this too. I'm not going to cry because I am a crier, but and I, and I can feel it. But like, <laughs> you know, here's here's how powerful this is. Like, my brother, who's dealt with all kinds of stuff, all kinds of addiction. He's had a hard life. It's been tough. You know, so we got our small group and we got church and we got men, manly men. So my brother comes into church a couple weeks ago, and after the service. Brad Williams, who's one of my best buddies, 
walks over, walks, walks over to him and gives him a huge hug, like just a big bear hug, like hugs him and, and, uh, just says, Hey, and like, man, I've been thinking about you. Been, and my small group has been praying for him for years. I mean, we've been praying for a couple years and, um, my brother left and my brother was in the car and my mom said he was tearing up and like, here's a challenge for churches. And we just talking about churches. Like, where is this, uh, a dude like my brother who's been in and out of jail on drugs? Where does that person get accepted? Where does that person get loved? If it ain't the church, where do they, where do they go? Like, that is our job, mm-hmm. like, is to accept people, is to shake hands, is to, to greet people, to, to be a spot that we literally welcome anyone mm-hmm. from any background because I'm no different. Like, his transgressions are different. Mine are different, but they're the same. We're, we're all in the same race, and we're all fallible. We're all, we're all full of sin and messing up. And you can wait at yourself if you want to. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, that, um, you know, and one of one of our buddies, Adam Wilson, grabbed him and, and praying when we did the prayer ceremony. Like, my, I think my brother's digging it. Like he's loving church. He came down for prayer. No, Adam. Adam's got him right there. We're in his seat. Oh, he just went. He went to just him. Just grabbed him. Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, but just like, I mean, that's what the church is. Like, we're, we're going to be accepting of everyone. We're, we're gonna we're gonna love everyone. We're we're gonna we're gonna pull together for the greater good. But we're also gonna have some things that we stand on that we don't, that we don't compromise. But, but I, I just thought it was a, just such a beautiful example of our church. And like, it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter where you've been, where you've gone. Like, come on in. Mm-hmm. And man, it's been awesome. That like is, that is so encouraging. dude. It's been, yeah. it's been so cool. Like, and, and this is personal, right? Like, right. but again, God's showing this to, to us and walking us through it. And it's a, just a great example for us to now go, okay, who's the next Jason? Cause that's my brother. Yeah. Like, who's next? Who who in here needs a hug? Who in here needs to be shown love? Like, it's not that hard. It really isn't. But that is our responsibility. I think I've been I've been preaching this for, obviously for years and years and years. But being others focused and outwardly focused, and I mean, our head ought to be on a swivel on Sunday mornings. Like, I like, like you said that you said that months ago. Like talking about sitting in the same seats all the time. You ain't got to sit in the same seat all the time. Like. Sitting, di- yeah. everybody's got a sign seat. Sit in different seats, meet different people, see different yeah. faces. I thought that was really good when you said it. But, I mean, imagine. So, I don't want to get into pickleball, but Jen- Jennifer was playing pickleball the other day at the community courts. You know, they just meet up there and uh, they rotate around. It's kind of a big social deal. Yeah. Um, but she had met this couple that moved here from from North Carolina. And Jennifer's like, well, should I invite them to church? And they said, well, I'll probably meet them again. You know, maybe I should wait and just build the relationship. But then she's like, no, nah, I'm just going to go for it. So she said, uh, hey, is, uh, has anybody, have y'all found a church around here you like? Have you, has anyone invited you to their church? And they, they were like, it's interesting you would say that because we've met a ton of people who go to church, but no one's invited us to their church. You're invited. Yeah, and they were like, you're the first person that's invited us. And then they said they had visited a couple churches, and no one talked to them. And, of course, Jennifer's like, oh, please don't be Jason. Please don't be <laughs> And so they just been watching online their home, their home church in North Carolina. They've been here for like a year. Yeah. No one's invited them to church. 
And when they, when they did go to a couple churches, no one talked to them. And so I think we try to pride ourselves on welcoming people when they come in. So we got to have our heads on a swivel. Like, who's here that looks new or looks like they're lost or looks like they're not talking to anybody? And so Jennifer literally, so a lot of new people will come into the service. They get to church early, and they're just sitting in the auditorium. Yeah. So what Jennifer does is she just walks around the auditorium. Other, You know, we have the greeters at the door and all that stuff, but she's just meet, meeting new people in so, the auditorium. So, I mean, how, okay, let's get down to this. If you're if you're a believer, you go to church, you love church, I, I, we don't even need you to, to be able to sit on a microphone and articulate all the different verses and go over the, know the difference in the synoptic gospel. I mean, we don't need all that stuff. Like, hey, man, where do you go to church? I got a great church. What, 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 where? Greystone. Hey, you want to come meet? Okay, now let Pastor Jay do the work for you. Right? Like, it's not that hard. And if it means, if it means as much to us as we should, and, and if you think about it, man, like, and, and I've heard this put before, but, I mean, you have some, it, it, one, here's another thing, too. When it becomes personal, and you've seen this so many years, like, now I, I literally look out in Greystone Church in Oconee, I'm like, like, baptized, 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 baptized. Nicholas invited Tyler to church. We prayed for him for weeks, or for, we prayed for him for months, mm-hmm. like to come to church salvation. Like, holy cow. Like, and, and you sit back and you watch, like, what a simple invite that Nicholas shared with Tyler that led to this, which led to Debbie and his, his dad, her dad there every week. Like, it's just, it's an easy invite. It doesn't have to be mm-hmm. something that's, that's really, really difficult and awkward. You know, you just, you just say, hey, where do you go to church? You you reminded me of something, and I need, I'm going to start saying this again because I used to say this all the time, and I haven't said it in years, is you invite your friends to church, I'll share the gospel with them. Like, you don't have to know how to explain the gospel and lead someone to faith in Jesus. You just invite them to church, I'll do it for you. You stay in the seats, I'll you, stay up here. <laughs> you do what you can do, I'll do what I yeah. can do. Because the thing that I can't do, and especially like with multi-site, like I, don't, I can't be... I don't know your friends. I no. don't know who lives in Oconee. I don't live in Oconee. I'm not, I'm not up at North Oconee High School. But you guys are. Y'all can invite people. I'll do my part in sharing the gospel with yeah. them. That's, boy, we, we're, getting, we're getting some good stuff today. I mean, what, why are you you're, surprised? You're reminding me. I'm not. Why are you surprised? I'm not. We got, we got some iron sharpening iron. You and I have an iron sharpening iron relationship. Yep. People, people tell me all the time, they're like, you and, you and Davey's got this, like, you know what they like about our podcast? They like so many it. things, but what? They like how how we give each other a hard time. And it's yeah. mainly you giving me a hard time. Like you're always <laughs> you're always busting my chops about something. But they like that. They they like that, you know, we're like the back and forth. Well, the, I, ba- the banter. That and and realizing that we're 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 screwing this up with them. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> like I think that's the biggest thing is like listen, we don't we ain't got it all figured out. Right. That's the church that's a Greystone church slogan, right? Like we're not perfect. We don't expect you to be. Yeah. Um I, I like this too because we get to share I mean, we get to share our failures, right? Like we get to share the successes, the failures, a lot of these things we've learned along the way and you, that was a say it's it's interesting too. Like somebody you've been you've been doing this for so long. It's always interesting to me like what you find so basic and so, and again, I grew up unchurched and like you've now been churched. You grew up unchurched too, but you've been churched now for what? 40 years? Almost 40 years. Yeah. yeah. So like, it's hilarious. Some of the things that you think are so basic and simple that I'm like, wait a minute, like that ain't easy for people that are unchurched growing up and like nowadays and different. So 
back and forth. You know, you got the person, a senior citizen. You got the other guy. Like, I think it's a good. I think it's a good fit. <laughs> What's fascinating to me is you'll say something to your point, like like what's everybody knows that, but then then it goes viral on a video on Instagram and and all this controversy. It's like really are people like is this really a thing? Yeah. Like like one of them is. Is, is the wife's more important than the kids? Mm-hmm. Well, to me, that's like no-brainer obvious, but apparently that's not the case for a lot of people. If you're growing up, if you're growing and, uh, up nowadays in parenting, I, I would say the majority of parents that you're around, it's, it's kids first, spouse second. I, w- I heard, I heard a, a pastor the other day say that our society now, it's, it's basically training the kids to lead the parents as opposed to the parents leading the kids. Like, you've got to be so accommodating to whatever they, like, they're determining the situation instead of the parents determining. Well, and this is, this this goes back to what we were talking about with the churches, too. Like, we're allowing so much to happen, and you, and you allowing you, your, all the technology and all the things, we're allowing that to be the, the driving force and the main, I mean, that, that literally disciples your kids more than anything else now is the phones. Because, oh, their screen time is, I only get two hours a day. Two hours? Like, how many hours are you awake for? Like, that's the majority of your day you're on a phone. Like, and, and, and I've seen a lot of people that are a lot higher than two hours. Yeah. So, you know, that's what you allow them to have all the time. Like, listen, the, the, the television isn't as big of a deal because everybody's got their phones now. You know, like, yeah, the TV used to be a big deal. Up, it was the TV. Yeah, TV yeah. used to be high. Yeah, I didn't like, watch TV. My, Jesse doesn't even watch TV. Yeah, I mean, but we, she's on her phone. We got rid of our service provider. It was awesome. Okay. So. Thank you for listening to this week's Family Goals podcast with David Pollock and Pastor Jay. Who is the spiritual leader of your household? Dads, let's step up and be that spiritual leader. It starts with your relationship with God. We don't have it all figured out, but we're figuring it out right here with you. It's cool to know Jesus. It's cool to hug your brother and be there for each other and to welcome others. Let's love everybody, but stand firm on what we believe in. Look around. Who needs a hug? Who can you reach out to? Ask that person how they're doing. Invite them to church. Tell them about Jesus. People are longing for meaningful relationships. How cool would it be if you got to be part of someone's personal testimony? It all starts with an invite. You never know what God can do with one invite. If you found this episode helpful, encouraging, or entertaining, please let us know by subscribing to the podcast or by writing a review. You can also reach us on Instagram and Twitter at Family Goals Pod. Thank you again for listening to the Family Goals Podcast, and we'll catch you next week.